0: the meddling kids podcast a groovy review of everything scooby-doo i decided to publish another one-off episode Uh, this one is a list of my top 10 favorite scooby movies or episodes now if you had a chance to listen to the episode i published in honor of scooby's 50th anniversary for my other podcast back row movie news then you will have already heard this but to make it work worthwhile for both of us I'm adding this intro, a new outro, and I'm just fully re-recording it. A little authenticity, you know? Okay, first, first, my honorable mentions are uh, The Witch's Ghost, Scooby Natural, which Julie talked about with an actual teenager in a previous episode, you can listen to that, uh, Scooby, Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, that's the live-action movies from 2002 and 2004, respectively, uh, go away, ghost ship. Who can forget uh, Redbeard and his laugh? Haunted carnival featuring Dick Van Dyke from the new Scooby movies. A Scooby Christmas from What's New, Scooby-Doo, and Escape from Mr. Ring Manor, which I am forgetting. Oh, that's from uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, the 2010 TV show, I believe. And there's, you know, many other episodes, of course, from you know the entire library that I love. I could probably rank all of them I'm, on a scale of like love to not love. I love all the episodes, but you know what I mean? I had to, I made myself choose 10. And I knew that the direct to DVD animated movies, you know, from like the early to mid 2000s would definitely dominate the list. Those movies were the ones being actively produced when I was growing up. But let's get started with number 10, Scooby-Doo Meets the Boo Brothers. Alright, the synopsis for this, it's when Shaggy inherits his uncle's mansion. He encounters ghostly tenants and asks the Boo Boo Brothers for help. Uh, Voices by Don Messick, Casey Kasem. This is one that fades in and out of my memory. I always loved it when I could see it, but I think it was a bonus feature on some other Scooby-Doo VHS I had. Or maybe I had this VHS, but either way, I haven't seen it in so long. And I, for a long time, actually, I had uh, issues remembering if it existed, and if I saw it, and I, I didn't remember the name of the ghosts in it, the Boo Brothers. So it's you know it's the lovable Boo Brothers. Shaggy, uh, well, some highlights from the episode: Shaggy holds a gun. The Boo Brother, the Boo Brothers are funny. Shaggy is wearing his red shirt, uh, which uh, the movies aren't always great when he does, but I just I really like Shaggy in a red shirt. Uh, This was from one of my favorite eras of animation. The woman pursuing Shaggy in the movie is funny. And I just always remember having this movie stuck in my head. So it's got to make the top ten. But we're going to slide over to number nine. And uh, three episodes actually for number nine. I know it's kind of cheating, but this is my top ten list. Uh, This is the three final episodes of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Uh, The first episode... In that stretch is Gates of Gloom. Uh, The gang returns to Crystal Cove to find that everyone has been sucked underground. It turns out to be Professor Pericles using them as slaves to find the Crystal Cove treasure. The gang breaks everybody out and they find the door to the path to the treasure that has been haunting them. Uh, The second episode in this stretch is Through the Curtain. The gang makes their way through that path to the treasure with Pericles and his goons following once they reach the crystal sarcophagus, Pericles allows the entity to take over him and the gang is in danger of being consumed by that entity which will free which will cause the entity to be freed and start the apocalypse all over the world. And the final episode in this stretch called Come Undone. The entity has transformed the citizens of Crystal Cove into Anunnaki, the ancient uh, half-animal half-human beings and the horde is closing in on the gang. They fight through and they nearly get caught by the entity. Uh, the entity is actually unable to consume them and in the time while it tries, the gang realizes that their friendship is the real weapon and they destroy said entity. There's a, a final scene that shows them waking up in Crystal Cove. Everything seems fine, except for the adults that were so messed up in the, throughout the, the whole run of the show. They are happy and everything is okay. The, the gang saved their town by ridding it of the curse that festered and infected everyone's lives. But they don't feel comfortable anymore. They don't feel at home. They're not solving mysteries. There's not anything weird going on. They do get a message, a video message, from HP, HP HorrorCraft, daftly named. He contacts them as the new Mr. E and says that they are the only ones who know something changed. They set off on a cross-country journey to solve mysteries for and with him and to attend his college. Just a really, really amazing series. I absolutely love these episodes and the whole show. It's actually moved up to being my second favorite Scooby-Doo series behind the original Where Are You? Uh, It's so, so funny, even though the, the teen melodrama is a little weird, but it still feels genuine, so I give it a pass. Uh, Their creators seem to care, and they're really, really funny. And these three episodes were a great, wild ending to, honestly, a really great run of Scooby-Doo. Alright, number 8. Jeepers, It's the Creeper. From Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? While on their way to their their high school's barn dance, the gang comes across a knocked-out bank guard and his ransacked car. After he mumbles to them some clues, they discover that the local banks have been robbed by a mysterious, zombie-like phantom called the Creeper. And what can I say except for how classic this episode is? Uh, Jeepers is now a word of pop culture fame and history. The Creeper is super creepy and memorable. The episode is fun and funny. I would actually call it one of the most recognizable episodes of Scooby-Doo now and honestly forever. Alright, number 7. The Frickert Frackas from the new Scooby-Doo movies. Jonathan Williams... Jonathan Williams... Jonathan Winters invites the gang to stay with them on a chicken farm where Maud Frickert needs help finding a secret formula, unless a mysterious scarecrow gets to it first. Easy analysis and explanation here. This is just maybe the funniest episode of Scooby-Doo ever. I never listened and I still haven't gotten gotten around to it to any Jonathan Williams mater- Jonathan Winters. Man, Jonathan Williams. To any Jonathan Winters material before this episode. But man, did they get me good with the banter and the gags. I love this episode. I was really glad when uh, I got to hear it on this podcast. You can see, you can check that episode out too. All right, and number six, we're talking about A Night of Fright is No Delight from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Scooby-Doo is named in the will of Colonel Beauregard Sanders, an eccentric millionaire whose life he saved several years earlier. The only way to claim the inheritance is for Scooby and the other four heirs to stay the night in the colonel's mansion, which they quickly learn is haunted by two phantom shadows. I really like the aesthetic of this one. The island and the mansion are really, really cool, especially being the house used for the images of the opening credits in the second season of Scooby-Doo Where Are You, I believe. I, I know they did a switch up on the theme and the credits. I think it was for the second season. And then, you know, the third season was something completely different. The ghost design is actually also really cool. Uh, really groovy, sort, teal sort of color. Uh, Creeps and Crawls are outstanding names to use. What an idea for the script. An episode, it's going to be an episode that I always remember. Also surprisingly, I think just in general, one of the more memorable episodes for everyone. Uh, it inspired Scooby Natural, an episode of the hit TV show, one of my favorite shows, Supernatural. Uh, Once again, Julie talked about it on a previous episode with an actual teenager. Uh, Basically, the three protagonists are trapped in an episode of Scooby-Doo. They animated the entire thing, and they were trapped in the episode that Dean, one of the protagonists, loves most. A Night of Fright is No Delight. The events of this crossover differ hilariously from the original episode, but it was a real treat to see. Because uh, A Night of Fright is No Delight is one of my favorite episodes. Alright, number 5. Aloha, Scooby-Doo. The Hawaiians aren't happy when Mystery Inc. arrive along with hordes of surfers for a big wave festival. When tiny demons attack the water sportsmen, it looks like the ancient prophecies have come true. This is one that my family and I love. Uh, it just captures that great tropical vibe. Uh, it's a fun mystery. They've got good music. It all really comes together. We also have an inside joke around here with the name Wiki Tiki. Uh, it was with one of our, our previous cats. So it's, it's a really, really memorable one for me. And I think just a really high-quality Scooby-Doo adventure. Number 4 we're talking about Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico. While visiting a friend in Mexico, Scooby and the gang investigate a monster that is terrorizing the town. A very simple synopsis for a pretty simple movie. This might be one of the lower-quality direct-to-DVD films, but darn it, I love it. Fred is top tier dum-dum, Velma and Daphne are on mystery solving point, Shaggy and Scooby enjoy some lovely cuisine, Shaggy slams a door in Fred's face, Shaggy says a caba choo at one point, and the music is really fun and good, and just the movie in general is so, so campy. It also has a nice vibe, it's probably not quite authentic or accurate in terms of Mexican culture on the whole but it's it's still a, a good fun scooby movie i think i right, and number three talking scooby-doo and the lochness monster a mystery Inc.'s visit to the highlands was supposed to be a holiday instead the gang are drawn into the greatest scottish mystery of all and need to find out what lurks in lochness this was actually the toughest call on the list we're really it's getting really heated now at the top of the list here i have it at number three for now but it could very well be number one the animation the setting the comedic moments we've got s- actual scary monster chases some very thick accents kilts Dell in his van the list goes on this movie is near scooby-doo perfection which leads us to number two actually scooby-doo on zombie island Scooby-Doo and the gang reunite in search of mysteries and adventure when they chance upon a remote island inhabited by an undead pirate and a zombie crew. Great movie. It will be, maybe, the most memorable Scooby-Doo movie ever. Uh, to hear more about this, uh, sorry, I'm going to pull some entrapment on you guys. I think that's the right word for the situation. Whatever. Uh, to hear more about this one, you can jump over to Back Row Movie News for that 50th Anniversary episode of Scooby-Doo, where I review *Return to Zombie Island*. I start the episode talking about this, so go check that out to hear more about Zombie Island. But I don't know if you need to. We all know Zombie Island is one of the best Scooby-Doo movies ever. All right, and number one, *Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase*. Scooby-Doo and the gang get trapped in cyberspace when a friend's virtual computer game sorry, I just hit the desk, is hit by a phantom virus in their most electrifying adventure ever. So this here is my controversial number one. Now, who says it's controversial, you ask? I do. Loch Ness Monster and this should honestly probably just switch. It would make it much simpler in my mind. But there's just something about this one that I I can't escape. And it's not as tight in terms of really anything. I mean, compare the animation to the three movies before it, and it is... Well, they spent less money on it. Uh, The villain is way sillier. The comedy isn't quite as on point grammar. The adventure and the story are fun enough. Uh, The mystery is actually quite easy to solve, but still, I mean, there's there's some great stuff. We see a purple T-Rex. We get great chase montage music. That's probably one of the things that keeps me coming back to it, and we see the gang meet and work with past, ver- past versions of themselves. Honestly, it's just such a fun movie with so many parts that should be great, or they are, and it all kind of combines to enchant me. All right, guys, that that's gonna be it for this one. I just want to produce, wanted to produce one more, you know, just one-off episode while I, I kind of get into the flow of things, and I've been working on a couple of episodes for you know, back row movie news. So I figured I would do this one for Meddling Kids. Good news is, is I should, don't hold me to it, I should have the first actual legit episode of the Meddling Kids podcast under Chase Coupeau. It should be out next week. So get ready for that. Uh, Thank you for listening to this. Make sure you let me know what your favorite Scooby-Doo movies and episodes are on the Facebook discussion group. And search Meddling Kids Podcast Facebook discussion group, and you'll find it. It's right there. Uh, Thank you to Dave Sestay for the use of his song, Night Surfing, for our theme song. And thank you to Tip Franks for moderating the Facebook discussion group. Thank you to everyone listening today, and stay groovy.